And welcome back to the studio. So talk to me, studios, uh, with our wonderful silver and golden microphones. <laughs> um, I mean, our kitchen table. The microphones are silver and gold, though. That's true. So that's kind of cool, right? That counts for something. Welcome to uh, episode 46. Hello. Of so talk to me. We made it. The 46 episodes. The 46. Yeah. 46 times we've pulled out these microphones and plugged them in. These beautiful gold and silver. Mi- I, don't, I don't know why that's a thing. It's just. Actually, the golden one is mostly green, but the grill is gold. So that's cool, right? I think so. But not real gold. No. Well, yeah, I doubt it. Just gold painted. Gold, um conducts electricity really well so it would be pretty good to use inside the components of a microphone interesting yeah pretty cool learn something the new more every day. you know so talk to me how you doing i'm all right i'm super tired uh-oh well we've been going to bed pretty late for the past few nights it's true like midnight or later so i'm just really? like yes and the kids wake up at like 7 30 <laughs> so i'm like uh, I'm not like you. I I can't get like six hours of sleep or even five hours of sleep and be fine. Like I can't do that. Yeah. I need at least eight. And so I'm not functioning too well. Uh-oh. Today. <laughs> oh, man. And it's been kind of a busy day. We went to the grocery store. And mm-hmm. With two little munchkins. Yeah. And then I uh, went to a resale shop to get Josie some shoes because mm-hmm. her big feet won't fit in her shoes anymore. Oh, man. Um, She's and... probably going to resent you saying that to everyone out there. <laughs> oh, well. Um, and Sorry, Josie, if you're like Then we went to P. Terry's. one going through our old computers and finding this episode. It's... Yeah, I don't P. see Terry's. that happening. yeah. She'll never be 21, don't worry. So, P. Terry's. <laughs> what? I don't want to think about that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you, do you think she's going to die before she's 21? Like, what are you whoa, saying right that now? That is not at all what I was saying. I just mean that's never going to happen, okay? She's <laughs> never going to be old. She's just going to be a toddler forever. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's her little girl. Wish in one hand. Anyways. Um, so what is P. Terry's? I don't know that everyone knows what P. Terry's is. I doubt everyone knows what P. Terry's is, unless mm-hmm. they live in Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, P. Terry's is the best fast food burger Dang. in the universe. Dang. Um, that is... Uh... I mean, I honestly haven't had very many fast food burgers, so I okay. can't really be the judge on that. But yeah. it's the best fast food burger I've ever had. Okay. In the universe. It's better than In-N-Out? Oh, gosh, much better. Sorry. I know some Uh-oh. people love In-N-Out, but I'm not a fan. At least Ooh. not the one of he- the one that's here in Austin. I mean, there are a couple, but the one that we've been to was not good. Yeah. The burger was I, and the fries were disgusting. <laughs> Which is such a letdown, because yes. you can literally watch them fry them. You know, they're chopping the potatoes back there pouring them into the, the fryer and uh so you think oh these are going to be awesome 
but, and fresh, but yeah, no. They were like stale by the time we got home, which, you know, maybe 20 minutes with traffic. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't remember how, how bad they traffic were nasty. was that day. P. Terry's has my favorite fries in the whole wide world, so that's also another reason why I love them. Yeah. Which is interesting. They're really thin fries. They are. And they have the uh, the the potato skins on them, mm-hmm. so so they're a little different. They're not like Mickey D's fries. They're crunchy. Yeah, I love yeah. them. I like I like crunchy. my fries Salty. with a little bit more potato in them. So the thicker cut are more my favorite, or the way that I I, I dig them, like Chick Fil A or so. But um, yeah, no, they're good. I don't dislike them. I love them. And their burgers are really good, too. Yep. So, everyone out there, are you hungry? Now that we're talking about fries and burgers and delicious, greasy foods. I guess it depends on what time they're listening to this, but... Um, I mean, I talked about P. Terry's early this morning. and Which is why I went and got P. Terry's, because it's, so. it's amazing. Um, so yeah, that was my day. Mm-hmm. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. This week has just been, I mean, it's been a normal week, but just been staying up later. Mm -hmm. Interesting that you say that it's a normal week. I feel like there's been a lot that's gone on in the past week. Oh, really? Well, so last weekend I had uh, the tech team from our church over for a little like celebration party type thing. And we Um, went to a little birthday party. For our next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And we, we did a potluck thing and I made way too much food <laughs> for the amount of people that were there. I I was kind of, because I opened up the invitation to everyone on the team, so I figured some people might show up without RSVPing and no one did without RSVPing. Um, so for the people who were there, there was just a ton of food, <laughs> which is not necessarily a bad thing because chicken fajitas... Yep. Are delicious. Yes, they um, are. So we had a ton of leftovers. So then the next day, we just invited my side of the family over. We usually have family dinner, and uh, we ate leftovers, and we still didn't finish them all. <laughs> so, uh, so that's how much food we had. Um, so it was a nice weekend of just like having people over and hanging out, having a good time. It was good times. Yeah. And well, also on Saturday after the tech team get together, you went down the street to Goodwill. Oh yeah, I mean that wasn't super eventful. I just went down the street to Goodwill and bid on a an elliptical. Yeah, so which I'm- I which I, all I did was write a number down in the book, and then I left. <laughs> so yeah. it's not very eventful, but but, you but won. I won it. You won. You won an elliptical for $70. But actually, that was Friday night that I went down there and did that. And it was Saturday that they was called it me. Though? Yes, yes, it was. Okay, gotcha. Well, then, there you are, then. And so, uh, Tuesday, we borrowed your grandparents' truck mm. and went by Goodwill and picked up the elliptical because it was much bigger than I had imagined it was going to be. But, um, wow, I'm eating my words over here. Yeah, it's so not a normal week for us. I'm just like, oh yeah, it was not. It was just a normal week, right? <laughs> I 
have a terrible memory, you guys. I'm so sorry. That's okay. You're really tired. I am super tired. Um. So yeah, we got this uh. elliptical. Our our um neighbor saw us struggling trying to get it inside, <laughs> yeah. and he came and helped. It was just Thank like, you, oh man, you are awesome. Um, it it was kind of funny because he was like more concerned about. I was just like, you know, let's just get it inside. It's not a big deal. You know, whatever happens and. So like I I pushed it at one point and it scratched up our hardwood floor and he was just like oh my gosh, you know like kind of like tentative like I can't believe that just happened and I'm like it doesn't matter I don't care let's just get this thing inside. <laughs> We're um, gonna live here he for was, thirty more years. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This will be paying it off. Um, it, so it was just it yeah it was funny. He was so sweet and helpful and it was awesome. Like a good neighbor. Michael was there. He was there. Um, so then we we got it inside, and I'm like, dang, th- yeah, you know, this thing is huge, and it's got some cobwebs on it, but it still works. You no, know? it doesn't. Start... I cleaned them all off. Oh well, it had some cobwebs on it when you bought it. Yes. Okay. Um, so it's an older machine, but you start walking. I was going to say pedaling. You start walking, I mean, and it turns on just much. fine. Like it works. It runs. Um, the battery in it doesn't keep a charge if you stop walking, but that's fine. Um, so I was just curious, and I took a look at the model number and popped it into the old Google machine on my phone. And uh, they sell, of course, these are like the newer models, you know, the newest, latest, greatest models, not this older version, but it's the same model number uh, for like $2,600 new. And then, you know, you jump over to, to like used, I think it's on Amazon used for like $1,300. And then the cheapest one I saw was on eBay for 750 Did we and say how much we paid for it? Yeah. Seven, you said $70. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, how much I paid. in the book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. $70 for this like $1,300 piece of equipment. So I'm just like in awe. That's That's insane that we own an elliptical and that it works really well uh, yeah um just fine you know maybe it's a little loud i, I don't know i don't know like, i mean machines tend to be yeah they just make noise know. yeah <laughs> exactly so so i think that's super cool i've actually used it which is surprising i never <laughs> exercise uh no i've been trying to i've been trying to since i've been out of work out of work that's not true <laughs> very much still working um, since I've been out of school, I've been trying to exercise more. Because I'm like hoping if I build up some habits when I have free time, when I'm not in school, that those habits will continue into when my free time is taken away. Uh, so, crossing my fingers. Speaking of which, I just got an email because I signed up for classes over the weekend for the f- the fall semester. And I didn't even tell you this offline, so I'm just going to let you and everyone out there know oh. that um, the I got considerably more of my tuition covered by federal grants this year because this because the fall semester uh, counts as the next school year, you know. Mm. So it's a a really good amount more. So my classes are cheaper this year. Oh, nice. At least for this next semester. Yeah, it said it said how much I owe. And it was like the balance on your account. Like it's due, you know, a week into August, but the balance on your account is X amount. And oh. I was like, wait, 
did I register for two classes or just one? Like, did I mess up? And I went online, checked around. And I was like, nope, I'm just getting more grant money, which is pretty stinking awesome. As Ollie would say, thank you, God. <laughs> yes, exactly. Praise the Lord. Um, so I don't have to sell as much plasma. <laughs> don't have to sell your body as much. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. <laughs> Selling my body to go to school <laughs> so that my kids can eat. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, all right. So that talk was small. Small talk. You got any more little uh, tiny talks? Tiny talks. Scott's tiny talks. Scott's talk. Tater is that talks? the name of a no what what's the name of that of monsters and men song what something talks right little talks little talks there you go <laughs> I, I guess yeah tiny little talks, talks yeah. is kind of the same as little talks yeah i was like yeah. tiny talks that sounds familiar is that the name of a song kind of sounds like tater tot little talks there you go no, that's a different song. Because <laughs> that's pause, right? Dirty we pause. are so interesting right now, yes. you guys. All right. So, uh, yeah, well, I was just checking. Did you have nothing else? It's no, gone. no more you're tiny all, talks. You're all done. I'm all okay. done with tiny talks. No okay. more tiny tunes. Tiny tune adventures. Um. Okay. Well, uh, my my topic of the day. I don't even know how to set this up. I'm just like crashing and burning. Your tiredness is making me tired. I'm so sorry. This is all your fault. You should fault. try talking like Todd Friel. Oh, gosh. To keep yourself awake. Well, but then the kids are going to wake up. <laughs> I'm like, how does he keep this up the whole time? Yeah. Because I know he doesn't actually talk like that in real life. Like, oh, okay. He's not. Well, I mean, that's not just, like that's not his normal talking voice. Okay. Like, I think it's mostly for radio. Interesting. Because, well, because when he's talking to, when he and Ray Comfort do like the evangelism where they act, where they actually like talk to people, mm -hmm. um, his voice isn't that obnoxious. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I'm not like dissing Todd Friel right now. I love, I love <laughs> you listening. You did just call no. his voice obnoxious. <laughs> but I think that's a purposeful thing. Like, it's purposefully obnoxious. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. That word is still kind of derogatory no I'm matter how you spin it. <laughs> well, I'm listening to it though. I'm just like, how does he keep this up? Like, it's so loud. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a YouTuber that I like that um, I noticed just like yells everything. And I'm just like, man, this guy is playing it up for the camera. And I'm kind of like, now that I've noticed it, it's kind of annoying. Mm. It's like, why are you yelling? You can just yeah. talk. It's just you and a camera. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Yeah. At first it was annoying. And then I was, but then it kind of became funny because mm -hmm. it's almost like, it's almost monotone in the sense that like, what? basically, well, like, so so you know the was oh what's his name? Ben Stein. 
the clear eye. Oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. how he just, like, talks the same. Mueller. Like, in any situation he's in, he just, mm-hmm. like, has the same yeah. volume, same mm-hmm. tone. Well, that's how Todd Friel is, except his is, like, up there. Like, he, he's loud, um, but it's loud all the time. Okay. In whatever <sighs> he's talking about, it's loud. So, it was kind of... It it's just become kind of funny to me because he'll be he'll he'll be sort of like joking around, but it's hard to tell if he's actually joking because his inflection hardly changes. Does that make sense? Make me sense. Does it make incense? Yes, but I wouldn't say that's monotone because he does vary his tone. It's more like mono intensity. Because he's like one, he's 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 always intense. Yeah. There's like one setting. Yeah. But he does he does change his tone and he does, uh, like, draw out certain words. Mm-hmm. So l- like monotone, I would think would be the absolute worst thing for a radio personality. <laughs> you know, like you unless can't... you're Ben Stein, and that's just your shtick. Well, right, yeah. It's it, but but you wouldn't like watch the Ben Stein show. Where Ben Stein talks the whole time, you know that might be good for an episode or two, but it you like. But he's also not, yeah. It just stick. Like he's he's Ben Stein also doesn't just talk like that all the time, right? Like because what was that one documentary that we watched? Expelled. There you go. I was was a good documentary. That was a good documentary. I I recommend that documentary. There's a reco. Hey, we got a reco. We were trying to figure out what we were going to write. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, you don't have to let him know that. Uh, I still got nothing. Uh, anyways, how did we go down this 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 rabbit trail this time? Todd um, Friel talking about something. I I don't know. I was saying I was crashing and burning. And oh, yeah. I was. Then I mentioned Todd Friel just so you could just an idea for you to keep yourself awake. Oh, that's right, because I was saying that I was tired. Yes. Okay, that's my fault. I got us there. Cool. Well, now we're back to... Yeah, it always is. It's okay. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, So the the thing that I wanted to talk about was just something that, um, as I was finishing up the book that I was talking about last week, The um, Keeping Faith in an Age of Reason. uh, By Dr. Jason. By Dr. Jason Lissell. Um, Lyle. Yeah, whatever. I'm kidding. Um, so, the, the, you know, I mentioned last time that a lot of the contradictions are kind of dumb and kind of simple-minded. Apparent contradictions. Right. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Of course, they are all apparent contradictions because the Bible doesn't contradict itself. Spoilers! <gasps> Bam! Um, so, yeah. So, most of the questions are kind of... Um, if you really kind of sit and think about the question a little bit, you can you can pick it apart, and it's it's not too difficult to uh, to actually find what's wrong with the apparent contradiction and and where the thinking in even just setting up that apparent contradiction went wrong. So, but every once in a while, I think there are some some much better questions that are being asked. And um, so a couple of them have jumped out at me and they're just kind of Ones like, that have actually made you think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and ones that after reading the explanation, I'm like, man, that is really, that is a really good way of like explaining 
what what the apparent problem is here and how we ought to actually understand it. So not only is is Dr. Lyle good at um, exposing improper thinking, but he's also good at just like explaining very big concepts concisely in like little nuggets that you could understand, which is a great skill to have. <laughs> I'm working on it, but I don't, I don't think I have it quite yet. Um, so anyways, uh, so a couple of these questions have just become kind of like, I'm going to stick that in my back pocket and maybe make it a topic sometime and we can talk about you know, <laughs> what this may be. So that's what, that's what this topic is. Um, and the question or the apparent contradiction posed in the form of a question in the book is, are we punished for the sins of others? So that uh, after you let that sit for a little bit, it's kind of like, well, okay. It's, pretty, it's kind of simple to give an answer. But then, um, so obviously because it's talking about Bible, apparent Bible contradictions, um, he lists a bunch of scripture. I am not going to go through all of it because it's literally probably like 25 verses here. Um, so I just kind of cherry picked a couple of them to to share. So he's he's claiming that in some scriptures, yes, people are punished for the sins of others. And um, one such scripture, let me find it real quick. Okay, this is Exodus 34, 6. This is uh, where Moses before God. God, the Lord, passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Okay, so that sounds like, well, God is going to punish someone for sinning, and that punishment is going to be upon that person's children and their children's children as well to the third and fourth generation. So that makes it sound like God does punish someone for someone else's sins. And then on the flip side, there are scriptures like Ezekiel 18. Um, I'm going to read a few verses here. This is 19 and 20. It says, Yet you say, Why should not the son suffer for the iniquity of the father? When the son has done what is just and right and has been careful to observe all my statutes, he shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not suffer for the iniquity of the father, nor the father suffer for the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. Okay, so that, that seems pretty clear, saying that you're, you're judged based on your own righteousness or wickedness, and um, you're not going to be paying for someone else's sins. Right? So, it looks like we got a contradiction here. What say you, Samantha Broccolo? Um, I say that it's not a contradiction. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I agree with you. How is this not a contradiction? Um, well, 
I'm not sure that the uh, when it's talking about third and fourth generations, if that's like supposed to be taken literally, mm-hmm. or if it's just saying that these children are going to be punished for your sin because they are going to continue in the same sin because of the sin that you have committed. Like because of the sin that they've learned from you. Mm-hmm. Sort of a thing. Yeah. That makes sense. So so you're saying that you're that it's implicitly kind of stated that your children are gonna do the same things that you do. Yeah. And therefore they're gonna get punished. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's certainly one way of looking at it and one way that um that you can harmonize these texts, right? Because then both of them can be true. Mm-hmm. Um, let me back up by saying, uh, just laying some groundwork here of what is and what is not a contradiction. So the book starts off by by describing it. And I know this may feel like I'm, I'm talking down to someone, so please forgive me. But it is actually really important that we, that we uh, make distinctions here. Is that a contradiction is when something um, appears to be true and not true at the same time, and in the same way. So that's the really important part, is that, um, you know, obviously if something is true at, you know, say say the sun is up in the sky. Okay, if that's true at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, but not true at 2 o'clock at night, like, there's no contradiction there because it wasn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. And in the same way. So... uh Gosh, what kind of example can I give about being in the same way? Well, actually, this is an example. Okay, we'll just, we'll just go forward. But I just wanted to to explain that it is more than just um kind of reading into what seems to be a contradiction, but it has to meet those criteria in in at the same time and in the same way. So. So we're taking a look at these scriptures, okay, whether or not someone can be punished for the sins of their father. And the way that Dr. Lyle explains it, um, let me see if I can sum this up without having to read. Well, no, you know what? I'm just going to read the book to you, okay? (laughs) He says um, that the word punishment can simply mean suffering, as when a boxer takes a lot of punishment or it can refer specifically to suffering that's intentionally inflicted as the penalty for a for a crime. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is really important. I I had to stop when I was reading this to kind of like think it through because um, it seems like the word punishment has a clear meaning. You know, in these yeah, I I just assumed that it meant like actual punish like a punishment, <laughs> not like a just a suffering of any kind. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I I realize that's yeah, someone someone could think that a suf- like just suffering was punishment. Mm-hmm. Um but because it specifically used the word punishment, I just went with what that actually means. <laughs> right. Right. And uh here's an example of where it's very helpful to know the original languages that scripture was written in. I don't, and so I rely on people who do. Um, But you do have to, like, again, I had to stop when I was reading this to kind of think through what he just said, Mm -hmm. that there is a way in which you can use the word punishment 
that does not mean a penalty for a crime. It actually, like you said, it just means suffering. Mm-hmm. So uh, the example that he gave a boxer is taking a lot of punishment. And then it kind of clicked like, oh, wait, you're right. Like we can use that word to mean um, something difficult, like a trial, mm-hmm. without having it mean that it is a penalty for something that you have done. Right. Um, another example of this would be one that I... I feel like it was recent, but maybe it was about a year ago at this point that was brought to my attention um, in our small group when we were going through some curriculum where it talked about the word evil and how um, and how the scripture talks about evils that happen to people by God's hand. And so it's like, well, whoa, 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 God doesn't do evil. What, what are you talking about? Well, the term evil or the term that's translated evil can mean, you know, wickedness. It can mean uh, actual sinfulness, but it can also mean calamity. Mm-hmm. So like evils, like when a tornado comes and tears down your house um, could be considered an evil. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's not a sinful action, it's not wicked. Right. It's just, uh, it's using that word. And that kind of blew my mind like, oh, and it, and it actually unlocked a lot of... Um, a lot of different scriptures and like understanding that when they use a term that way, it can be used to describe things that God has done. Not that God ever does any wicked things, just that he sometimes um, causes calamity. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. So, uh, so, and that's why I wanted to, to make sure that at the outset, we understand that contradictions require that something be true and not true in the same way. Right. Um, so it is certainly possible that if you're ta- if you're using the same word, but using a different meaning of that word, then what looks to be like a contradiction actually isn't. Um, so uh, let's keep going with what Lyle says. So now in the first sense of the word, there's no doubt that people suffer for the sins of others. Okay, so this is using suffering. The Bible teaches this in many ways, but it's especially obvious in Romans 5.12. God does allow the actions of wicked men to adversely affect the righteous. The ultimate example of this is Christ, who was innocent of any crime and yet suffered an excruciating death because of our sins. So you stop and think about that. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking about it in these categories, um, that God will punish the offspring of the wicked to the third and fourth generation, it almost becomes kind of like an obvious thing that plays out. Um, you know, I grew up in in churches that may be described as a little bit more charismatic, um, and so there there were there was talk of, and you may get this in non charismatic churches also. I don't I don't know. But there's this idea of like generational sins, of sins that are passed down in your family. Um, and I think the grain of truth in that, while I, you know, I, I think there is some kind of playing up of that whole idea, I think the truth of that is that um, things like chemical dependency and addiction can be physically passed on to your children, you know, like 
like children who are born addicted to drugs because of their mother's actions in the womb. Mm-hmm. Um, and other kinds of other kinds of even alcoholics, you know, if you train your children a certain way, if they see their parents living a certain way, they just kind of assume that that's how people live. Right. right. Um, so in that sense, the suffering that happens is because of the father or the mother, the, the parents um, enslavement to sin mm-hmm. and because of their wicked actions. So again, like it almost, when you t- take a look at it using those terms, it almost just becomes obvious, right? That yeah, God is going to punish um, the offspring in the sense that the offspring are going to suffer because of what the because of the the wickedness that that people are committing, right? Um. So continuing on with doc, with what Doctor Lyle says. Do people sometimes suffer because of a rightly inflicted penalty on another person? Again, the answer is yes. When a father murders someone and is rightly executed for his crime, his children suffer because they're now fatherless. Mm. Likewise, when God punishes a person's sin, this punishment may extend to others. Then he lists like 10 different scriptures. Even the children, especially if the children willingly follow in their parents' wickedness, Ding, 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 ding. Like you had mentioned earlier, um, when you, yeah, when you train your children to sin, like they're going to have a tendency to sin. Mm-hmm. Um, so that point, that point comes up here as well. Um, Lyle continues, separately, we might ask, should we intentionally inflict punishment on people for the sins of others? So if, you know, if purpose. Right. Yeah. For the penalty of a crime. I agree. Samantha's shaking her head. No, I don't know if if you heard that, but she said, no, (laughs) we definitely shouldn't. Um, Lyle says the answer here is no. People should be punished for their own crimes. And while that punishment may, as a secondary result, adversely affect others who are innocent, e.g. children become fatherless because their father is rightly executed for his crimes, we should not intentionally punish those who are innocent. The critic committed the naturalistic fallacy in confusing what is the case that the innocent suffer with what should be done. We should not intentionally inflict suffering on the innocent. Consequently, does God sanction civil government to put to death one person for the crimes of another? No. The government may only invoke the death penalty on those who committed the crime, not their offspring. Again, multitude of scriptures are cited here. Um, then one of the scriptures that was originally in the question, Second uh, Samuel twenty one six through nine, Lyle says that this is not an exception because the sons here were also guilty, as indicated in uh, the first verse of that chapter. Like you had mentioned, that you had kind of assumed that when it's talking about um punishment right and and how it goes to down the line to the sin to excuse me to the sons to the third and fourth generation um that your your assumption was that they would continue in that sin like he's mentioning that as well yeah that happens definitely um god has god himself is under no such restriction he may take the life of a child on account of the parent's sin 
mentions 2 Samuel 12, 14. Since all life belongs to him anyway, but the state may not. And when it comes to ultimate final judgment, God will judge individuals based on their own actions and whether they have repented and trusted Christ. All the above verses consistently apply these principles with no contradiction. So even though um, it can seem like a contradiction, even though it may be kind of difficult to sit down and like parse through all these things and really kind of put them in their own separate categories and take a look at them all. Um, in the end, these verses don't don't contradict each other right. at all in the least bit, even if it seems that way at first. So like Lyle says, there's this assumption that's being made that because what does happen, therefore that's what we ought to do as well. The assumption is that because God does something that humans can do it as well. Um, which, I mean, to be perfectly fair, you know, God is the source of good. God is all good. Like we do want to be more like God in certain ways, right? Because God is perfect. Um, but there are also things that God does because he is, he is deity, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and we're not. And if we are trying to be deity, that is sinful. <laughs> you know, just because we worship God uh, does not follow that because we want to be like God. Therefore, we should demand worship as well. <laughs> no, quite the opposite. Um but I, I just thought that was a good point because, um, uh, because we, yeah, we just can't assume that if God does something that we ought to do it as well. Right. And, and when we kind of put our experience on God, you know, we, we, we do a disservice because there are certainly differences between us and God. And when God judges yep. someone... <laughs> Um, it doesn't mean that we can make that same judgment. And the way that I'm using the term judgment is obviously in, in the sense of punishment. Um, we can't, God is the ultimate avenger of wrongs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and humans ought not to to seek to be that all the time. Now, you know, Dr. Lyle talked about the state. Don't want to talk about politics, but I, I certainly think it's pretty um, pretty apparent in Scripture that God does give the state the um, the express permission and command to protect its people and to dole out punishment for crimes. I would say, including death penalty. But again, I don't want to talk. I don't want to get into politics. So that's a whole other thing. But, not yeah. really. I mean, thou shalt not murder. Mm -hmm. And if you murder, a just punishment is being killed. Mm -hmm. Right. But then there's the whole uh, side of it where it's like, well, that was a, what, theonomy? Theocracy? Theocracy. Yeah. Theocracy. Where God, you know, was their ruler. And so um, that was for a specific people at a specific time. You know, now we're called to forgive. You know, th there are lots of other arguments, and I, I just, I'm just saying. Well, we're always called to forgive. That doesn't mean we just don't let the just punishment fall on the 
person. Right. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> I just didn't necessarily want into want into want to get into an entire discussion about the death penalty because I know not everyone sees it the same way. Well, some people's argument is that killing them in the death penalty is just like committing the same crime against them that they committed against someone else. And that's not the case at all Mm -hmm. because they murdered Mm -hmm. killing is not the same as murdering. Right. They're two different things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then we also ought to be careful that that, um, that punishment again does not overlap with the same way that God punishes people. Because God is the ultimate judge, um, and and the state is only able to judge based on crimes. Right. Uh, I don't know that I'm explaining that properly, but in the context of what we were talking about in terms of of paying the penalty for your own crime, um, I'm just oh. reiterating that the state ought not to punish someone who did not commit a crime. Right, right. But in the case of, of like the death penalty, Romans 13 does say that the the state or the government, its main job is to bring, it specifically says the sword mm-hmm. yep. against what do you do evil with the sword? doers. What do you do with the sword? You kill people with it. Dang. <laughs> what about cutting off their hands or plucking out their eyes? You do you do that with swords too? Yep. And you cut off heads, like David did. All right. Well, do you have any more thoughts on that? Was that uh, <laughs> what? What do you think about that whole? That has this has this helped at all? Explain. Yeah. What's being said? I think so. You don't seem very into this conversation. I am. I'm. This is actually like, I, I don't. I don't know how to how to explain it. But like working with my hands is actually helping me to pay attention. Okay. And think. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for everyone out there who can't see, I'm playing with clay right now, and I'm making a snail. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> She's made an sounds- apple and a helicopter, and now a snail. But I mean, it's a really cute apple and a really cute helicopter <laughs> and a really cute snail. Yeah, they they are they are done very well. I agree. Um, I fear that they will be destroyed as soon as our kids wake up in the morning. But this is true. I do I do like them. They're nice. They're colorful. It's pretty. Well, if you have any thoughts on that, if you think I totally screwed everything up. Uh, you can let us know on Twitter. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. Our email address is so talk to me podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you if you have anything to say to us. Yes. Yeah. So before we both head on to bed, because it's getting late. No, it's actually not. We're just dead. Uh, do you have any recommendations for the lovely people out there? Uh, just the documentary. Documentary. Blah, 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 I can't talk. The documentary that mm-hmm. I mentioned, which I didn't even say what it was about. Okay. 
Um, expelled. Ben Stein's yes. expelled. Yes. Right? Yeah. What is it about? Um, so it's basically about how uh, freedom of speech and religion is basically being targeted in universities, like specifically Christian beliefs mm-hmm. um, being silenced and like people being fired for that. Um, it's freedom in free. Apparently. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but it is really interesting and like they just, they they talk a lot about um, having a belief in, or what was the term? Intellectual design, I think, is what the term was, right? Intelligent design. Yes, intelligent design. Sorry, not intellectual design. <laughs> intelligent design. Oh, I'm so tired. Um. So yeah, they talked a lot. Oh, oh, did you look it up? Yeah. Nice. Then. Can you please read this little synopsis? Because I'm probably butchering it. I haven't seen it in a really long time. I just Uh, remember liking it. Intrigued by the recent trend of scientists, journalists, philosophers, and teachers who've been ostracized and discredited for daring to suggest that humankind may be the product of intelligent design rather than a random fluke in the cosmic scheme of things, Ben Stein sets out on a journey to investigate the supposed persecution of the many by the select few. Stein asserts that in recent years... Anyone who dares to question the idea that adaptation is responsible for the development of Earth's organisms is held to ridicule, and over the course of the film, he travels the globe to speak with the supporters of both theories, pondering the reasons why believing in a higher power has seemingly become a massive taboo in the eyes of educators and the media. Yeah. So, Stein actually isn't a Christian, though. Right, he's Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. And you definitely get that. Uh, that aspect when he starts talking about the Holocaust. Right, yeah. Uh, kind of interesting. But, yeah, it's uh, pretty good if you want to check it out. It's got an 11 on Rotten Tomatoes. Of course it does. Um, yeah, this thing is trashed on, uh, on, on critic websites. They say it's a, a thinly veiled propaganda piece rather than an actual documentary. So that's interesting. It's been quite a while. Yeah, like you said, it's been a while since we've seen it. So um, I'd want to watch it again and take a look at his argumentation. But I remembered enjoying it a lot. We've seen it a couple times. We own it. Yeah, we own it somewhere. Shouldn't be too difficult to get a hold of. All right, so expelled. No intelligence allowed. Um, Just because you threw it out there earlier and I have no other recommendations, um... Todd Friel is actually pretty cool if you can put up with his voice. <laughs> Apparently, if you can put up with his voice. Um, obviously, like any other recommendation, I don't agree 100% with everything that he says. Um, but I do think he is very um, intelligent. Haha. <laughs> and um, he is very zealous about mm-hmm. what he believes and how he explains it and and things like you mentioned like evangelism um and so it's awesome i love to see that passion and to see it with a lot of um thought and intention behind it as well so todd Friel, uh he has a he does have a, a radio program called wretched radio um 
But I mean, he's done so much. Like seriously, if you just hop on YouTube and type in Todd Friel, probably going to be something cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's Todd Friel and I think Todd Friel does just, he does Wretched and then there's two Wretched for radio, which is him and Phil Johnson. Oh, dang. And yeah. Didn't know that. That's pretty cool. But he has like an episode like almost every day. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I don't know how you do that. Yeah. And then him and I think it's on Fridays or maybe it's a couple of times a week that him and Ray do the like evangelism where they like talk to people over the phone. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I'm learning about my recommendation as I'm recommending it. (laughs) There you go. Check it out. It's good stuff. All right. Any final thoughts before your head hits the pillow? No, I really want to go to sleep. Okay. (laughs) Well, then with that, we are done. Thank you for listening once again as we have talked to each other.